1983, apparently everywhere in America was New Jersey. I'm Sam. And Jeff can't play games because they make him physically ill. I'm Tucker, and this is 1983's Joysticks. I don't know about you, but I'm thirsty as fuck. Thirsty, thirsty, thirsty as fuck. Hey, look at me! Thrill me. If you come back in here, I'm gonna hit you with so many rights, you're gonna beg for a left. Thrill me. Beg for a left. Thrill me. Hello and welcome to Stinker Madness, the bad movie show for bad movie lovers. Email us at talk at stinkermadness.com. Go to our website, stinkermadness.com, and hit us up on Facebook backslash stinkermadness. This isn't really 2.0 of the show. It's more like 1.3.5.2. I'm not really sure, but this week it's just me and Tucker. Jackie and Justin are still in the process of adjusting to their new family. And so for the next couple weeks, you're getting me and Tucker and possibly some other guests. Excellent. How are you doing, Tucker? I'm doing good. How are you doing, Sam? Good. It's been a while since you've been on the show, and it's good to have you back. Yeah. Uh, this week, we're doing your pick. You get to pick it out when you're on the show. You don't just show up when we pick other movies. You actually get to get to choose. How was that? That's right. It was intimidating. I had to start going through your archives to see what you had covered and what you hadn't. <laughs> but this seemed like a no-brainer. When I saw it was streaming, yeah. I was like... I. I haven't seen this in a long time, but I remember it being excellent. <laughs> I can defend this. <laughs> yeah. It was when you when you texted me, we're doing joysticks. I was like, we're doing joysticks. That's great. Right. And it, you came up with it pretty quick, despite all of the confinements of like, find something we haven't done yet. And also because of the whole world right now, we're just doing stuff that everybody can stream. And that's, I think, the biggest confinement is having to, you know, get into that streaming only bubble and find something. Cause then you're having to like use browsers to actually find where the hell the movie is. Right. Yeah. This one was, this one's streaming on Amazon prime. It's on IMDB TV, I guess. So there's ads, but I, I watched mine on Tubi for free. So those of you oh, that don't cool. have prime, which I don't know that there is a lot of people without prime at this point, but if you don't, it's on Tubi for free, absolutely free, with commercials. And the commercials weren't really that uh, interrupting on Tubi's version. I didn't realize it was on Amazon. Well, excellent. So there's many ways to see it. Why don't you tell us a little bit about this film, Tucker? Well, it's a it's a classic story. Um, it's one of those. It's it's almost kind of a save the orphanage type um, about a video arcade <laughs> that's run by yeah. a, a young kid. A young man who's uh, running it for his grandfather. And uh, they have a whole community. And then uh, there's a, a local lawmaker played by Joe Don Baker, whose daughter's hanging out at the arcade. And he doesn't like that. And so he comes in. And he's trying to shut it down. And, the you know, the kids have to rally and figure out how to defeat him. But mostly it's just, you know, uh, goofy bits and and boobs. Yeah, pretty much just this is maximum boobage. And I think at the end, I'm going to kind of ask a question about the maximum levels of boobage in this 
Um, as far as you said, you had a book that had some interesting tidbits about this film. Yeah, this is a destroy all movies: the complete guide to punks on film, edited by Zach Carlson and Brian Conley. But it has an entry about joysticks, and also has an interview with John Grease, who people might know from Real Genius and tons of other things. But I think he's most maybe famous for Real Genius. Uh, I was think he's probably most famous for being uncle Rico in Napoleon dynamite at this point. Oh, you're right. Yeah. I kind of forget about later eras. (laughs) Yeah. In all my notes, I call him uncle Rico and I will probably call him uncle Rico throughout the film. If I can remember, unless I can remember to call him King Vidiot, which that that should be easy to remember. Yeah. And King Vidiot is a standout performance by John Grease. Uh, he's the punk rocker who comes to the arcade with his, uh, he's got a legion of Vidiots with him, all these punk rock girls. And, uh, anyway, there's an interview with him in here where he talks about the whole experience of making the movie and how he was just desperate for, uh, for work at the time because he was hanging out with actors who were working and his dad, I guess, is a, a director. Yeah. Yes. And, yeah, so he felt like, oh, yeah, that's the director's kid who's an actor, kind of. And so he really went after this role and got it. And um, yeah, he says that. And then he and then he hoped no one would ever see it. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, he did a bunch of ad-libbing with his character. Like, he really took it to the max. Or they, like, it was his idea to do almost all of the stuff he was doing. Yeah, he's fully committed, for sure. He's, uh, he's, he doesn't, he doesn't hold back. <laughs> And then there's also a, a interview with Graydon Clark, the director, who uh, John Grease had a good thing about him uh, in his interview. He said that he was he had the uh, God. What was the? I had the quote written down even. But he said, uh, like when you're making a movie. Oh yeah, he was the one with the famous quote. Listen, when you're making a film, if worse comes to worse, pan down to the cleavage. So that's what John Grease remembers about Graydon Clark, apparently. Yeah. But Graydon Clark had had done a bunch of uh, exploitation movies. And even the year before this, he had made Wacko, which was another one I was considering uh, picking, which was a um, kind of a spoof on slasher movies that had Andrew Silverstein, Andrew Dice Clay in it. And it also had the guy that played Jeff in this and Joe Don Baker. Um, but that was the year before this. Uh, but it's awesome, though. He says in, in his interview that he's like, yeah, we released it. And he's vague on it. He's like, you know, in the late winter, or early spring of uh, 83. And we were the number one movie in the whole country. And people were like, yeah. And I mean, I tried looking that up. And I I found that he was it was the fifth highest grossing in its first week so he might have been uh exaggerating for the interview yeah he was exaggerating <laughs> and i feel like he's possibly you know exactly when he said that it really mirrors when orski's the best special effects are tits it's, yeah it's the same idea the cheapest sure. special effects anyway right uh i did he Specifically, Black Shampoo on Graydon Clark and Angel's Brigade, mm-hmm. which I believe we did a long review of, but I don't know if we did a full episode on Angel's Brigade. At some point, if we didn't, we probably will. I just don't remember. If you're out there, you can feel free to go, you're wrong, idiot. You already did this movie. Uh, 
I've heard the more good things interesting about thing Without found... Warning. Have you seen that one? I have not seen Without no. Warning. I feel like I've heard good things about that one, but yeah. Anyway, okay. what were you saying? <laughs> the the Jensen Fairley pictures, despite making this movie and Chained Heat the same year, went bankrupt, and they had to have had like close to forty million dollars in returns. On like 1.6 million in expenditures on these two movies together. How do you do that? Yeah. Just good business, you know? <laughs> yeah. I know that the last unicorn a uh, year or two before that had to be a pretty big tank and time rider was a really big tank. They made a superhero movie that they released in only Australia that cost like $6 million, which is a tank, but the math isn't adding up there. They shouldn't have been going bankrupt or they're lying and just taking money in there in Argentina. Now I have no yeah. idea. Well, they got a little happy with what they made. And <laughs> yeah. All of a sudden chain. He comes like, Oh, we're out of money. Like, no, yeah, that uh, seemed like it did pretty good. It's time to get out or we're going to have another last unicorn. Yeah. This thing did uh 3 million against 1.3. That's pretty good for 1.3. Yeah. You can't expect more yeah. than that. That's a, that's a decent return. And I can see why this did well. I mean, it has it's, video games and tits in it. I think there's some dialogue, if I recall. It's I, a I Stone the Cold classic, the Sam. Stone Cold classic. I just, I just watched it like <laughs> 30 minutes ago, and I only remembered the tits. That's because they're, they're, rem- they're memorable. Can we talk about the theme song? Yeah, let's start with the theme song first, because that's the first thing that happens. We're getting into the movie now. The It starts, and it has its own theme song, which is now in my Hall of Fame of bad movie theme songs. It's one of the best ones. You're like, what is going on with this theme song? It's amazing. Yes. It's worth it just for the theme song. Like, if the movie sucked and was completely boring, you still would have had that theme song. The theme song rounds all the bases of bad theme songs in that it's all the shit that was sort of popular at the time, <laughs> and that the lyrics display a full misunderstanding of the subject matter. <laughs> right. That there's a woman that's like jerking off a video game machine, kind of, but she's if she was pretending to give a hand job, she's actually as bad at giving hand jobs as she is at pretending to playing video games, sort of a thing. And then this music is happening and it's yeah like pop metal rock kind of yeah kind of in the same way there's that all the it's like they're that they're punk rockers you know it's like they have all the the trappings of like media punk rockers that people that didn't know what punk rockers were like would do but they actually claim that these girls were actually like real punks i don't know my boy, uh, my favorite but part still. is that periodically under the I don't know if it's the bridge or the chorus, because it's kind of hard to uh. decipher how much structure there is to the song. But then there's these voices that come in and say, please give me a quarter. <laughs> yeah. Give me a quarter. I need a quarter. I need a quarter. It's great. Totally awesome video games. It's the best song. Oh, uh, yeah, the, the theme so song. that oh. was the thing I was going to tell you about the director again uh, that I forgot was that he was inspired by this because he was having a screening of Wacko or a, pre- a preview of Wacko in San Antonio, Texas at like a multiplex. And he saw a line of y- mostly young men 
lining up to play these two video game consoles that he was like, hey, this is a yeah. good idea. That's how it all started. Yeah, and that's how he went about it, too, is he saw that, and he's like, I'm going to make a movie about that and capitalize <laughs> yeah. on it. I'm not going to go in there and find out anything about this. So when I make the movie, it'll be like, yes, this is what humans do, correct? <laughs> right. Uh, so uh, after the theme song, we meet our hero, hmm. uh, I guess. <laughs> I guess. He's our hero. I'm not sure. It's his first day at work. I'm going to call him not Sean Austin. Austin because or Sean Aston because he's basically just not Sean Aston. He he's looks just Sean like Astin. him yeah. and was never able to capitalize on that because the all the all the Sean Aston roles went directly to right. Sean Aston. So this non-shot Aston is actually Leaf Green, who <laughs> Yeah. You might know from from Greece too, but other than that, I yes. don't really know. Um and I honestly didn't know that until I mentioned this to Thomas Paul yesterday, who was like, hey, that's got Leaf Green in it <laughs> from Greece, <Right>. too. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's right. But yeah, Eugene yeah. is his name, not Sean Astin. It's Eugene. Eugene. And Eugene is late for work. He's driving <laughs> a beater and he's at a stoplight. And stop he's light. singing a song. He's singing, I hope I don't spill things and act like a slob. Oh, oh, my doodah day. Yes. It's the first thing he sings. I hope I don't uh, spill things and act like a slob. This is a great soundtrack is what I'm saying. <laughs> it's a musical yes, extravaganza right off the bat. They could <laughs> build this as a musical. They could do it. <laughs> they could. Uh, it's featuring Grease 2's Leaf Green. See? He, musical pedigree. <laughs> He's also mixing in some uh, traffic safety tips Mm -hmm, into his mm -hmm. song beyond just like that he has to go to work and he hopes he doesn't mess up. But, you know, traffic safety is also important. It is important. Uh, He's a real stickler for the rules, Eugene. He is. Yeah. As this is happening. Well, I mean, kind of, because we see what happens next. (laughs) That's true. As this is happening, uh, two women pull up in a convertible Dodge. It's a K car. Really hot stuff. Uh, and they take their shirts off and tell him to get in the back seat. And he's like, well, mm-hmm. traffic safety be damned. I'm getting in the back seat of that car. Well, some things supersede traffic safety, you know? It's like, I want everyone to be safe, but there's boobs involved. <laughs> there's now, there's overrides to all, all of the safety has been overridden. Both yeah. of those shirts have come off. I have to get in the back seat of that car. And it's permissible in 1983. It's codified into law in 1983, I think, that that is uh, excusable. Oh, yeah. You can just... No, I mean, the cop would write him a ticket for not getting in the backseat. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it definitely would have been a, a violation of all things decent at the time. Although we're wondering at first, like, oh, my God, is the 80s just where pretty ladies come and have sex with everybody? No, they're pranking him because they need to do a prank to get into a sorority. And they just have right. to get his pants off. Uh, before they're able to do that, however, he is about to introduce his penis. And he <laughs> introduces his penis as Simba. <laughs> and I'm wondering if Disney knew about this. If anybody knew about this. And then... Did anyone name their penis Simba after the Lion King? Or did all of that stop when the Lion King came out? That's interesting. 
I've never I never heard the word Simba until the Lion King. As you've apparently seen the Lion King prior to this film. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, d- I didn't see this film until probably about eight years ago. Eight or nine years ago the first time. Uh, yeah, that's a... You know what's good, though? Like, uh, they trick him out of his pants and take his picture. And uh, it's kind of embarrassing and stuff. But there's, like, such a... It's got, like, good nature to it. Like... All the rivalries and everything in the uh, in the arcade, even like with the punks and the when they have and Dorfus will get to him and all that. Like mm-hmm. everything's pretty uh, good natured. No one really is. They 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 fuck with each other and they have pranks and stuff, but they're they're not mean. Yeah. Had this happened to me, had I been driving to school or work or something, and two women around the same age came up, took their shirts off, told me into the get the back of the car. And then took a picture of me in my underwear as like a big prank. I was like, you took your shirts off and made out with me. I'm totally fine with this. <laughs> yeah. Can we do this again? Like, what's going on later today? You got more Are pranks you going to you the mall do? later? <laughs> I'm, if you need more pranks done for your sorority, I'm your man. Yeah. I'll leave it. At, I'll put on a costume, whatever. I'll act like another guy. Whatever you need. Uh, after he's pranked, he then has to drive to work without pants on, and then we are introduced to the arcade ah, and the its arcade. many characters, uh, Jeff being the chief of the arcade, and he couldn't be named any better than Jeff, I don't think. Yes, Jeff. It's perfect. He's played by Scott McGinnis from uh, Wacko, as I said. He was also in Secret Admirer, so he's in a lot of movies like this. In the 80s. When you need a guy to look at boobs and keep it together on camera, you bring in this guy. Yeah, and he's got a real like, good 80s look. Like, he looks like he's an 80s movie guy. He's one of those Jefferson Darcy clones. Jefferson Darcy. Jefferson Darcy was uh, Marcy's second husband and married with children. Oh, yeah, the guy old from Revenge of the Nerds. Yeah, 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 yeah he's a, exactly. He's a Jefferson Darcy clone, and yeah. I like to use Jefferson Darcy because it allows me to bring up the joke that the, the writers of Married with Children were at a point where the best thing that they could do to come up with the joke is to remarry Marcy to replace the actor with a new character who made her last name Marcy Darcy. <laughs> like, that's a, what, what a joke. Wow. Marcy Darcy. <laughs> Hilarious. Ah, award-winning stuff, I'm sure. What do we got in this arcade? What kind of what kind of element do we have? I, I'll mention that there is a Friar Tuck is there, and he is obviously addicted to video games to the point that he needs to be put in a sanitarium. Friar Tuck? Yes. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about him already. Well, Friar Tuck There's is over so the much edge. Happens. He's... He's ju- he's worse than a heroin addict when he runs out of quarters. Yeah. And you're like, but no one in religion dressed like this for hundreds of years. Okay. He's there. Whatever. You know, maybe, maybe they're right. Maybe this is a bad place for, you know, maybe it makes people or maybe it gives crazy people a place to go. Maybe. You know? Yeah. I he mean, would, there's an argument be- to be made. Pumping those same quarters right into his veins without this arcade. Yeah. This could just be a healthier outlet. 
are we thinking that he's not really a friar? I'm he's just pretty dressed much, up like that. I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure he's not really a friar. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> who knows? Else, who else? Who knows? In in before other than Dorfus, like what grabs your attention on the sort of the landscape of this uh, arcade? Lots of you know, just lots of <laughs> lots of girls and sh- short shorts. Shaking their butts at arcades at arcade games. <laughs> oh yeah, and and me thinking like, well, this if it was like this, I'd be more into video games probably. But I don't think it was like this. It's just a lot of ass shaking and jerking <laughs> on joysticks. You'd be like, I love this. <laughs> I love video games. <laughs> I played Especially- Legend of Zelda fifteen times last night, and then I had to use a lot of lotion. <laughs> I mean, we'll get to a certain kind of video gaming here pretty soon that definitely hooked me in. <laughs> but yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I can't think of any of the other characters. Once Dorfus okay. gets on screen, and then King Vidia comes along, everything else is eclipsed. Oh yeah, there's <laughs> there's just background noise at that point. I was kind of yeah. looking around, going, "Oh wow, who are the?" What's this lady going to do? Who's this guy going to be? And then you see Dorfus and you're like, uh-oh, this uh-oh. guy's <laughs> sucking up screen time. Grease shows up. Uncle Rico shows up in, uh, in heavy leather. Uh, mm-hmm. in the class of 1980 or 1984. Is that it? Class of 1984. Yeah. He looks like he's right out of there. <laughs> totally. Yep. It's that kind of aesthetic. I, I actually wrote down. So when, uh, when they introduced Dorfus. Uh, he's playing video games and he's, there's just shit everywhere. It's this greasy fucking slob playing, playing Pac-Man and there's just trash, like this perimeter of trash around him and he's just eating. He's got food on top of it and Eugene comes up and I wrote down everything he says because I said, maybe if I audition for something, I might use this. As my monologue. <clears throat> it would go, excuse me, excuse me, young man, would, you gotta stop playing the games. You're a disgrace. Excuse me, sir, would you stop playing the games? Young man, you must listen to me. Hey, hey, I'm sorry, but you're not allowed to put food on those games. And then someone else says something. And then he says, I work here now. And I find your appearance highly objectionable. I suggest that you just trot on, I think is what he said, mm-hmm. on out of here and come back when you're in better condition to play the games. I just thought that was like incredible writing. <laughs> <laughs> yes, by someone who doesn't know anything about humans or video games. Right. Like, you should take a bath Human before speech. you play these video games. <laughs> What's the point of playing video games if I can't skip a bath? <laughs> He's in no condition to play <laughs> video games. <laughs> yeah, Eugene has higher standards. Eugene does have pretty high standards. Yeah. He's very well put together, even though his clothes are a bit shabby chic. Yeah. Right now, I believe his trousers are completely covered in tomato juice, though. 
I guess right. there was a well, off-screen to- <laughs> portion of the prank that was to soil his stolen pants. That's right, because he had to get to work without his pants at all. That's right. Yeah, that was kind of the crappy part of that prank, was <laughs> to ruin his yeah, pants like that. To ruin his pants. Or he's like, huh, you thought, who's laughing now? I know the club soda salt <laughs> trick that is apparently not on the internet and it maybe only exists in legend. Wow. Club soda gets every stain out, right? Right. That's what they say. Yeah. Never figured out how to do it. You saying it's not on the internet? <laughs> no, it doesn't seem like it. Or there's differing accounts. <laughs> there's not any good information on the internet. You're going to get a bunch of well, sure. wackos on either side lying. Yeah, yeah. Lying loudly. Right. Even about stain removal. <laughs> uh, King Vidiot, Uncle Rico, has uh. a... What is this? What, what are we calling this? Is it a harem? Does he have a harem? Uh, yeah, I suppose so. His subjects, maybe? Because he's a king? Yeah. His subjects? But they're all women. But they, they apparently they refer to them as the Vidiots. Yeah. So he's King Vidiot and the Vidiots. <laughs> mm-hmm. And they it's uh, pretty actually imaginative. perform some little video. They actually behave like they're in the video game. Yeah. They, they make they noises and chip, 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 and herky jerky movements. Capture people. Yeah, the idiots will just capture you if you're you're you know standing around not paying attention in the uh, arcade. You'll be captured by idiots. This is how it was in '83, man. To watch out, roving vans of idiots. Let's. I think right before Vidiot makes his entrance, there they we cut to Eugene and Dorfus uh, preparing some hot dogs. Yes, and Dorfus completely oblivious to how fucking gross he is like wipes his nose he sneezes and wipes his nose with the hot dog and then proceeds to warm it up and then eugene throws <laughs> accidentally throws a hot dog in between a girl's <laughs> boobs mm-hmm. and that's an extended bit that goes on for quite oh yeah a while. <laughs> this he actually it's like a Medical dissection of a hot dog and cleavage. <laughs> like you would think that there's some educational point to this. Yeah. If it wasn't just a guy massacring a hot dog with some tongs, but it's on screen long enough that you feel like I should be learning something here. Why is this still on screen? <laughs> and the answer, of course, is because those are boobs. <laughs> So yeah, King Vidiot and his Vidiots are there. Do we see them? Like, po- is it the first time we see him when he's on the bike outside the the arcade, or is that later? I don't know. About oh, it his, might be a little later. A, it's a little later. He has a preoccupation with wheels at this point. I would think, however, we're going to be introduced to Patsy, who's mm. played by Corrine Borer. Who is only significant because I really liked the movie Vice Versa a lot. Yes. And she, she was Sam. one of the first ladies that made magic happen south of the belt. And I was like, ah. uh-oh. I'm looking at this lady right here and things are... My life is different. Things are getting weird. Whoa. Uh, so, yes, one of my childhood crushes shows up on screen and I'm like, oh, how about that? 
We could play like six degrees of childhood crushes because you had her in this with Leaf Green, who is in Greece too, with Michelle Pfeiffer, who when she climbed that ladder awoken something in me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> everything's connected. Um, yeah, she was also in the best police academy, Police Academy Four. Yes, that's another one that I watched a lot of. Three uh, and four have Bobcat in them, and I. Just two, sort of like four. two, three, and four. Yeah, have Bobcat in them, and so there's basically for me two, three, and four. The first one's funny every once in a while, but mm-hmm. I don't like the other ones that don't have Bobcat in them. No, no, two, three, and four are the best, and four is the best because it's most Bobcat forward. Yeah, he's sort of the leader of Police Academy somehow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're like this is the one everybody likes. <laughs> Just give him and Sweet Chuck some stuff to do. And <laughs> well, when Patsy shows up, so does Joe Don Baker, and he sees what's going on in here, and he's about ready to walk tall all over it. Oh yeah, he's gonna Mitchell the shit out of it. He's, however, <laughs> he is foiled by what will become a stinker staple: the Dorfus maneuver. <laughs> <laughs> the farting. He yells, Dorfus Maneuver. Right. And then he rips out a giant fart. He does it which several is, times guess, during the movie. <laughs> he only yells Dorfus Maneuver this time, though. Right. But yeah. he doesn't have to because you know that it's the Dorf- Dorfus Maneuver afterwards. You don't need to hear that again. You know what, what the score is. It's the yeah. Dorfus Maneuver. That's right. And I guess. That's where he chases you to- out of a establishment with his fart. <laughs> <laughs> Or rather, he just he stands still. Over. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's a significant passing of gas. It is. He also <laughs> looks like he's doing a surf maneuver as he rips out <laughs> one of the largest movie farts I've seen. It's classy stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and let's not let's not uh, forget about Patsy's Valley Girl accent. Her and her friends oh, have great. the most ridiculous Valley Girl accents. They're really good. Uh, <laughs> I really love everything about this movie. <laughs> I do, too. Uh, even though Justin couldn't be with us, he's watching the movies, so he has some feel of the flow of the editing when he does the editing. Awesome. And I was just getting text messages the entire time he was watching it yesterday, like, how have I not seen this? This is amazing. <laughs> That's how I felt when I first found it. It's like, how is it possible that I've never seen this? Usually if it's a straggler from the 80s at this point, it's probably not that good. But man, find a classic every now and then, you know? You do. They're still out there. They're still out there. There's part yeah. of them that we haven't seen. We'll find them. That's that's what we're here doing. We're out doing, their go- we're out doing the good work. And that's right. There's a number of things that happen from the boob hot dog to the next really significant sort of screwball, more boob sex scene, which one of it is a ketchup on a cookie. Oh, ketchup on a cookie. Yeah. Ketchup on a cookie happens. Everybody's sort of fine with that, I guess. Whatever. Uh, Eugene eats it. It's a Dorfus favorite, but uh, Eugene doesn't he hate doesn't, it. He doesn't realize he's eating it until you till Dorfus tells him. You like yeah. ketchup on cookies? And he's like, ketchup on cookies? Zoinks! I guess you know? so. <laughs> yeah. 
Also, guys, there's a van outside rocking back and forth. That's okay, right. Okay, Eugene. We're going to oh, put man. you in charge of checking that out. <laughs> but you can't see they, in the windows. But also, they might get wagon. angry. So he's like, he's going to check it out, but don't interrupt him, whatever you do. Yeah. Which he's unable to do because he can't see in the windows. So he just falls through the skylight of the van into the hot tub. And the people are like, how fun is this? Yeah, everybody's cool with it. Men are falling into our hot tub that's in a van that we have sex in. Yeah. And it's more fun now. When he first gets up there, he finally peers in and they're finished, apparently. And I think they're like, that was fun. And she says, one of them says, next time, let's do it with the snorkels. I mean, why not? Yeah. Got a hot tub in the van. (laughs) (laughs) May as well do some snorkeling while you screw in your hot tub. This shitty parking lot of this shitty arcade. You've got a hot tub in their van. Yeah. And they come in to play video games and somebody in the nose like, how was it with the snorkels? And they're like, that didn't work at all. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Didn't work at all. But it was worth a shot. (laughs) (laughs) After this uh, bit of nonsense, here's some boobs for no reason. Well, you know what we need? Some boobs for no reason. So Jeff brings the two sorority girls into his office, which has a round bed in it. Mm-hmm. I know what. What a setup the movie, this guy's he's accused got, you know? of running. He's he's accused of running a filthy business, and that's couldn't be farther from the truth. He's got a round bed in his office where he brings women to have sex with him, or at least get naked, yeah, so that he can take pictures of them. But I mean, to be fair, I don't think it has much to do with his business. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is his home. <laughs> yeah, why not? I mean, I, yeah. but yeah, either way. He tries not to mix business and pleasure, but you know, when your business is pleasure, things get messy. Yeah. But he invites them in for some strip video games. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now he this seems is where like I was, was like. <laughs> that- <laughs> okay, go ahead. Well, I mean, where do you. <laughs> I didn't know this was a video game option. All these years, I'm like, I don't like them. Yeah. And here it is. Like, well, what do you think of this? I'm in. The next time the the kids are, you have a sitter, you and the you and the wife are, you're gonna be like, hey, honey, got some clean underwear, and look at this, a little copy of Pac-Man right here. <laughs> some strip Mario Kart. You up for it? <laughs> Well, either way, this isn't actually him being a pervert. I mean, it is. It is. But it's in the name of revenge. This is actually a setup for those girls so that he can get a dirtier picture of them than they got of Eugene, who he apparently is endeared to now because Eugene works there. Yep. It's just fun ribbon back and forth around there, you know, usually involving some level of nudity and would be humiliation where it all's not so. So lighthearted. The women uh, believe that they're trapped and that they're going to die. It's actually Dorfus running a fire extinguisher through the vent. The door becomes mysteriously unlocked and they charge out and are then 
taken uh, candid photos of with an unsuspecting Jodon Baker who's there to like try to clean this place up. But now instead he's just having a party with some naked ladies. Yes. <laughs> I don't suppose that will come into play. He then decides it's time to bust this shit up. And he tells his two idiot nephews not to do anything. So they decide to come up with a plan. Oh, man. And their plan is to get disguises <laughs> that are not good. No. They disguise their car, too, with with some stick-on signs that basically say, disguises. Yeah. <laughs> and one of them's like a... He's being like a hippie because he thinks that that's what kids are. Yeah. I guess. And the other guy's just in drag? The other guy's pretending to be his girlfriend, I guess. I'm not really sure. These are bad disguises. They're really uh, bad. King Vidiot goes also, for the girl, though. For the guy oh, yeah, in drag. Oh, yeah, he likes it. There's, there's a few things like that with King Vidiot, where I think they're trying to sneak in some some sort of implications about King Vidiot's sexuality. Because he comes on to the guy in drag, and then later... God, what was the other one? There was something else that was pretty blatant. I think it's when he goes into Joe, ba Joe Don Baker's... Oh, yeah. Joe Don Baker. Later, he, he shows up at Joe Don Baker's house, and Joe Don says, We have something in common. And Vidiot says, We both like to hang out in public restrooms. Yep. It was weird kind of homophobic stuff. <laughs> hey, it's 83. Yeah. And he's a punk like King rocker. Vidiot's, That's how people think about him. Yeah, King Vidiot's such a bad guy that he'll have sex with anybody. That yeah. son of a bitch. <laughs> what a jerk. <laughs> well, this is before Super Gonorrhea, so I don't know why they had a problem. <laughs> but it's not commented on again, I don't think. It's just those weird things they throw in. It's like, why is that a, a, a weird little point to make? Well, they decide to case the joint. They realize there's no security at the arcade. What a surprise. And they've decided and they've decided that they're going to steal all the video games. And that's how they're going to ruin all this. They're going to steal all the video games. It's a come back idea. With a moving truck. However, Eugene has caught wind of it. And he's, he's hipped Jeff to the idea that there's a heist going to be this evening. So they're already in counter heist mode. They send Dorfus and Eugene to Jadon Baker, Joe Don Baker's house to have sex with his wife. Is that why they send him there? I don't know, <laughs> but I don't know what they're going to do. What is their other plan? Either. They're sneaking <laughs> into her bedroom, but they don't have sex with her either. They're trying. It's like Eugene's trying to get away from her. She's sleeping and moaning all over him. Because yeah. it's she's so neglected by Joe Don Baker, which is then illustrated when he arrives home, comes in, gets ready for bed, all while she's moaning and groaning all over Eugene in the bed, and then he gets in bed with both of them, and then continues to not notice <laughs> that she's grinding on a home invader right next to him. <laughs> <laughs> And Dorfus is in the closet. Yeah. And then he leaves, but he he pulls the Dorfus maneuver on an exit. Yeah. 
And Joe Don Baker's like, God damn it, I told you to see the butt doctor. And he sprays some some air freshener like, oh, and she's got gas on top of it. This marriage is in shambles. He's a bad husband. He is a bad <laughs> husband. He's not a good dad, even. He's not he a good- seems like a pretty shitty boss. He's pretty bad at everything. <laughs> this guy's got no good points. He's not a very nuanced character, I guess is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> yeah. So, meanwhile, uh, while Dorfus, Eugene and Dorfus are doing whatever it is they're doing at uh, Patsy's <laughs> house- uh, the heavy hitters are back at the arcade foiling the heist by siphoning the gas out of the gas tank so that right. the two have to go walk to the gas station and get gas. They unload the car again, uh, unload the movie van, get all the video games back in there, lock it back up like nothing happened, and the uh, the two heisters drive off with a light load and head back to <laughs> Jodon Baker's house. <laughs> Where, where Dorfus is now out front pretending to be a salesman right. in order to uh, free Eugene from the clutches of Patsy's mom. Yeah, and when and when Eugene tries to escape, he runs right into Patsy, who looks at him, and they look at each other, then Eugene backs into his, her mom's room again, and she's like, Eugene and mom? And then doesn't think much about it, like, yeah. that's cool, my yeah, dad's a right. dick. <laughs> yeah, why not? I'm thinking about getting another dad, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently, make it out. Uh, one of the funnier actual jokes in the movie is as Dorfus is running distraction out front, Eugene climbs down <laughs> the awning above the entryway and... He says, kids have places to go. Like, Eugene, who's here now? He's here now. <laughs> and no one, General yeah. Baker's like, that kid just crawled off my roof. Well, he's obviously not up banging my wife because her gas yeah. is terrible. Yeah. Like, what is, he just thinks nothing of this. And then his idiot nephews show up, distract him again. And his daughter leaves in her underwear with these two adult men. You know, the the nephews don't fall far from the tree. That's what I'm thinking about Joe Don Baker. Yeah. I mean, it, it's some of it's apathy. Some of it just doesn't care about his wife and his marriage and whatever. But also, he's the most unobservant person in this movie. <laughs> At least. At least, yeah. He's one of the more unobservant people we've done on the program. <laughs> yeah, I just feel like, you know, if someone's grinding on your wife next to you in bed, you should maybe take note. And this is Joe Don Baker we're talking about. In any other movie, Eugene's been hit by the shotgun three or four times. Yeah, easy. And does she just do this sort of thing? Like, is this what she's like on a normal night? Or is he really Apparently that unobservant? There was a lot of side effects to Valium. Right. It was the, uh, it was the, what, what, I can't even remember that drug. You know that drug everybody was doing to sleep at night and then they'd end up like shitting in their neighbor's mailbox and stuff? Oh, Ambien? Ambien! 
That's yeah, it's the, the ambient of its synthetic day. volume. They're like, like, we're gonna make some fake oh, volume, and it's okay. gonna be better. And it's like, nope. Sweet. It's worse. Uh, I never had the pleasure shitting in my neighbor's mailbox. Yeah. Uh, Joe Don has gotten his nephews sorted out, and he's stormed down to the arcade to bust up the pajama party that's happening. But apparently the pajama party's private, and this is 1983, so hmm. fuck off. We can have teenagers in here in their underwear, I guess. That's okay. That's right. Now, remember, this is also 1983 when all teenagers were at least, like, 26 years old. 26 years old, and had all been in Playboy <laughs> twice. <laughs> right. <laughs> Not like these movies they make nowadays with, like, actual children in them. It's weird. Yeah. <laughs> How do you expect grown uh, men to reenact their se- their adolescent sexual fantasies with children actors? You can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> it's gross. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> King Vidiot has decided that he wants to go to the pajama party, but he's not invited, so he has to play Dorfus in a deathmatch. What's it called? Satan's Hollow, which was an unreleased video game. It was part of the deal that they were going to showcase two unreleased video games, and Satan Hollow is one of them. And then at the end, the video game that they play that hadn't been released yet was uh, the Super Pac-Man. Oh, so yeah. this was like a the wizard situation. Yeah, the wizard is a this situation. The wizard is this right. movie without tits everywhere. Yeah, actually, there's a lot. It's of, amazing that it's there's even a lot watchable. of similarity. <laughs> like uh, I said, you can't Dorfus, make this kind of movie with real kids. <laughs> no, you can't. You can't do it. You have to have only adults. <laughs> That's right. Uh, Dorfus. <laughs> Manages to waste his first two lives by eating a hot dog and then waits for... Oh, yeah, he just stands there while Vidiot beats him for a long time. But at the same time, Vidiot loses his last life while playing, and Dorfus has actually done better than him by eating a hot dog. Yeah, I didn't understand that. I was like, wait, did Vidiot lose his other lives? Because I thought that was the first one he lost, and then suddenly he's out. Yeah, he's out. He lost his other lives, and it's like, you were actually playing. You're terrible at this game. So Dorfus <laughs> yeah. beats the hell out of him. Yeah, Dorfus goes like, into like a weird video game trance. And just Eugene starts ass. talking about the zen of Dorfus, that mm. without this, there is no life for Dorfus, at which point Dorfus is like, no, that's stupid, and then he just wanders off. Right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I guess I was wrong about the Tower of Zorf- Dorfus. Sorry. <laughs> oh, Dorfus. Oh, and when Joe Don Baker takes Patsy out of the party, yeah, he, he pushes her like he like grabs her head and pushes her inside the car. He does a little. Produ- <laughs> He's got some police Crazy. brutality to him. A little bit. <laughs> Now, Jodon Baker has decided that it's time to really turn up the heat on this situation, and he's brought in King Vidiot to his house Mm. in order to uh, form an alliance to bring down the arcade. Yeah, Vidiot just shows up at his house because the guy, or Jodon tries to give him his card and he tears it up, but then he just shows up at his house and kind of just. Breaks in. <laughs> Breaks in. 
acts yeah. weird, talks about men's rooms. They mm-hmm. decide to form an alliance. He eats one of the house plants. Yeah, yeah. I like that. And Jodon tells him that if he helps him cause an event, like cause a big enough disturbance that the mayor will have to take notice to shut down this arcade, that he will get him his own video game machine. Yeah. And this so, gives, oh man, Vidiot is bonered out about that. And he's he's gotten serious about this uh, this riot that he's thrown down at the arcade game. Uh, they've got some mini bikes. That's right. Got wheels. Finally, he's got wheels. wheels. They got and mini they bikes. Ride the mini bikes <laughs> into the arcade. He falls uh-huh. off of the mini bike. This is violence. Yeah. Uncontrollable violence has happened at the arcade. We've never seen anything like it. No. Now there has to be. There's picketers. There's a whole thing. There's a bunch of other stuff that happens here. Isn't it just the nephews with like too many signs each? They got some other like older people. like They got them fired up about something else. Probably at that point it was paying taxes. Right. <laughs> yeah, these video game people, they're making you pay more taxes than you want to. And they're like, oh, I'll get down there and pick it. Goddamn taxes. I'm old. I shouldn't have to pay taxes. God damn it. Uh, he's got some. He's got, they've got the two idiot nephews and some old guys who hate taxes running around out in front of the building. <laughs> and there's some mini bikes in there. It is quite a scene. It is chaos. Utter chaos. Uh, there's news reports, there's some threatening of mm. photo evidence of the mayor with hot ladies, which is, you know, it's it's a ruse. It's, it's a cooked photo. He didn't really do that. He doesn't seem interested in ladies, I, I guess. No, he doesn't. He doesn't, he doesn't seem interested in any sort of interpersonal relationships. I don't know what he's interested in. Dominating his daughter. That's it. I guess. At one point, uh, King Vidiot... He's like, do you like this? Do you like that? And he's like, no, I don't like anything. He doesn't like parties. He doesn't like cake. Yeah. He hates everything. Jodon Baker likes less stuff than King Vidiot. How is yeah. that possible? King Vidiot likes video games. That's true. And wheels. He likes a lot of shit compared to Jodon. Yeah. Fast forward to the mayoral tribunal. Oh, man. Held in like some shitty little gymnasium or something. Yeah, it's got to be the high school gym. Or maybe like a rec room, like the, uh, like a hall somewhere. It seems like somewhere like they'd have a VFW event or something. I don't know. Well, it has a, actually is a VFW. Is it? That's where they shot the movie was in the real oh. VFW. Well, that's so. what it looks like then. Is yeah, that it's, where a, this, it's a VFW. Is that where, if they had a real mayoral tribunal for a video, for an arcade, was, is that where they would have it? You'd think they'd have it at Town Hall. Yeah, you'd think. I mean, it just looks like it could have been any room, and they had they brought a bunch of folding chairs and a shitty table, folding table for the mayor to sit at, with all the deputy mayors or whoever he has surrounding him. The city council, I would hope. It's probably the most low rent looking part of the movie, and the whole thing's pretty low rent looking. It is apparently that first scene with the boobs in the car. Because it was going to be hard to get permits for, they just shot it without permits in an hour on the sly. Hey, you know, kudos. A classic scene. You know, whipped out in an in, in a hour. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Much like Simba. I think whip, he can whip, whip Simba out in less than an hour. <laughs> Seems like he's been waiting to do that for a while. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he. So at the tri- town tribunal, there's uh, it's going as if like there's real lawyers involved, but it's men representing themselves arguing about whether something should be closed or not. And they give each other the accounts of how the place operates. And Joe Don Baker's account oh, yeah. gives a visualization of Caligula in a video arcade. That looks Whereas, like my kind of video arcade. Like, I was like, this yeah. place rules. And it goes on forever. Mm-hmm. It goes on a long time. It's just kind of, it's one of those, like, saved by the bell, dreamy, like, frame around the frame. It's like kind of soft focus around the frame. Yeah, uh, that kind of uh, thing, and it, and all it is is like, yeah, naked ladies, and it's all mud wrestling and just debaucherous behavior, I guess. But it goes on and on, on and on and on, and <laughs> then Jeff gives his account, and it's supposed to be like good and angelic, but it just looks like Jim Jones shit. Like it's like fucking cultified <laughs> to the max. It's actually worse than Caligula. <laughs> yeah. Because at least they're owning up to it and screwing. Yeah. Yeah, I thought the Caligula, pla- Caligula place was better. <laughs> it, it was definitely better. Uh, there's a nurse that does some jack-off jokes and a coach that do mm-hmm. does some other jack-off jokes. And when they're hearing the Caligula thing, they're like in heaven with each other. I believe yeah. that they leave the town hall meeting and go build their own sex dungeon, living happily ever after. I believe that, too. Patsy takes the stand. Oh, my God. And says, without this, we would have nowhere to go. Yeah. And then Jeff reiterates it with by saying, none of these people had anywhere to belong. Now they have somewhere to belong. That makes it okay. Mm-hmm. Does that make it okay, Tucker? <laughs> Well, in this case, I would say yes, Sam, because I think it's okay to have a video arcade. (laughs) Sure. But going, wow, now these people have a place to belong isn't a good argument for having anything, I think, because you can like belong to some pretty bad stuff. Yeah. But I think in this case, the charges are pretty trumped up. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, they are. Yeah, so I think in this case, it's true. Like, some people do need a place to go, and maybe that friar needed a place to go, um, you know, and it's maybe cheaper to get a pocket full of quarters and to get into rehab. I don't know. It but is. He, he found a place. Where's Patsy going to go, if not the arcade? She's going to get up to she no good. She seems like she could go wherever the hell she wanted to. I don't know. She's rich as shit. No good. Uh, no good. There they, no. They get the boob <laughs> picture out of the guy, discount him completely. The mayor's like, this is a fucking horse and pony show. I'm out of here. Uh, to the wager, the heavy wager, the final wager of the film, mm. which we think yes. is going to be Dorfus versus King Vidiot round two on King Vidiot's turf. Yeah. But... Old Jodon Baker pulls a Belichick maneuver, little dirty pool, <laughs> and uh, kidnaps Dorfus. Yeah, kidnaps Dorfus, ties him up, 
And then that leaves Jeff. Jeff's going to have to take on King Vidiot. And we find out that Jeff was just as good as Dorfus, but he had a high school sweetheart and they had sex in his video game sex dungeon that should be illegal. <laughs> and her dad came in, started beating the shit out of both of them and <laughs> moved away. Her around? He's slapping her around. God. And, uh, and he then saw he never her sees dad's him face. Every time yeah, he, he looked in the, into the game, the, he would see her dad looking back at him. Yeah. So he's. Yeah, he said he can't got, play. He, they make him physically ill, he says. Mm hmm. Uh, I don't know what so to do, do with some Jeff, you do some sit Yeah, so Eugene has him do some push ups and some sit ups. And I guess <laughs> that fixes it, kind of. It's like a training montage, but it they is. don't know how to train for anything except with sit-ups and push-ups. He's reading him some gamer guides. That's true. While they he's do doing some like it. finger things, right? Yeah. And yeah. he does play the video game a little bit without barfing on it. But it's funny because they say we've got about 15 give me 15 minutes before we play. Uh-huh. And this is a montage, but they clearly have only done what they're doing for 15 minutes in real time. So it's just an abridged 15 <laughs> minutes of trading for Pac-Man. Yeah, which is kind of great. <laughs> so now that the montage is done, Dorfus is still mapped. Uh, or Dorfus is still napped. And uh, Patsy's mom comes downstairs, smells Dorfus farting, and... <laughs> Decides that it's sexy time, starts crawling on him, and he says, "If you untie me, not only will I bang you, but I'll come back with a bunch of dudes like me and gang bang you." And she's yeah. like, "Okay, fucking," a. and I'm like, "Is this okay to be in this movie?" I guess. Turns out, I guess that answers my question about her. I guess she is just always like that. I guess she's, so. She's so starved. She's like Mrs. Roper from Three's Company. Just oh, so she's much worse. She's way worse, yeah. She's in an R-rated teen exploitation <laughs> sex comedy, so she's she way worse. She tries to have sex with a man that hasn't had a bath in a week, who farts a, a week lot. Is, that's generous. <laughs> yeah, well, she's just hopped up on a whole bottle of Valium. That's Mrs. true. Roper never got that bad. No. God, this is what could have been. Miss Roper was at a little bit different income bracket. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jeff is playing against King Vidiot, and it's happened. He sees the hmm. images of the sex, the images of the father in the screen, and he starts dying. And he's getting yeah. down to his last life before Dorfus shows up and he's going to take over. And Eugene's like, stop, you can't do that. You can't take over. He needs to do this for him. And I'm like, also, the bet was that he would win the game. So if Dorfus takes over, they right. will lose the bet also. So he just he just straight up can't take over. But then they act like, oh, no, uh, you can do it. I won't take over. And then he gets his mojo back and uh, King Vidya has already left. He's been like, oh. I'm leaving the ball on the one yard line. This is all over. It's not. Right. Jeff comes back, wins. That he made a very bad bet. It was if I win, nothing happens. If you win, I will totally destroy my life and leave video game business forever. Yeah, it seems like a bad bet to take. 
Yeah, you got to put something on the other side of the bet. Yeah. You didn't do that. Yeah, that's it's it's a lousy misstep. wager. <laughs> but luckily, he doesn't have to worry about it because, you know, of totally awesome video games. I need a quarter. They bring that game back for <laughs> they bring that little number back for this one. Oh, yeah. Got to reprise a song that's that craptacular. Yeah, it's too good. As we think the movie would be over and like maybe a jumping high five freeze frame credits. No, we have a little bit of a denouement here. Yeah. Dorfus has taken Eugene to a sleazy motel. Inside the sleazy motel, Patsy's mom. Heyo. And she's doing the heavy letter thing. There's bondage going to happen in this hotel room. Yeah. Uh, at which point Eugene closes the door and says, I'd like to introduce you to Simba again with the Lion King thing right. and zips his pants. I don't think he knows what he's getting into. No, he's in over his head. He, yeah, he's in over his head. Yeah. He'll never be the same. Like, no. if he gets rich later, he's the guy from Fifty Shades of Grey, I guess. <laughs> right. <laughs> You're dealing with, like, years of pent-up tension in there. And weaponry. I mean... Weaponry. <laughs> gotta be careful. It can't be your first time, Eugene. No. And that's joysticks. Question one. How many questions do you have? Oh, my God. I, I don't I don't know. I'm kind of off the cuff and on my questions. Okay. But that's let's fine. Start I'll with lead yours. with my first question. Does this make any positive arguments that video games are okay? Or is it actually just perpetuating all of the ideas that video games will rot your brain? I think... B. Um, yes. <laughs> this is not correct. video games in a positive light. <laughs> no. The, like the kids are like, oh, that's not true. It won't. The mayor shows up, becomes addicted to Galaga. Never see yeah, him again. That's right. Yeah, this no, shit is worse than heroin. According. Yeah, it's worse than heroin, according to this movie. Yeah. I might agree. Might be worse than heroin. I mean, for me personally. <laughs> you saw, I like heroin more. I like heroin more than video games, personally. <laughs> well, since we already got dark, I'll ask my second and final question. Was hmm. fucking teenagers just a national pastime in 1983? I think this is also... Um, y yeah, I think it was. <laughs> <laughs> it's bad. If you actually look back at where there was really only a few age of consent above 16 states in the U.S. back then. Yeah. Like, it was actually just legal to do. There was still people in the 80s, like, marrying teenagers when they were in their yeah. 50s. Like, it's it was okay. Yeah. I mean, my... I mean, the, the people in my family didn't get married, like, at 16, generally, but they got married, like, 18, so they were, you know, out in courting real young. And uh, it just seemed like that's the way people talked about it when I was growing up, was like, oh, well, they're teenagers, so they might be getting married or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Seems it's crazy. Like you're turning into a man. I'm 14. Well, it's yeah. about time for you to get married. What? That's right. 
Settle down. <laughs> Get yourself a wife. <laughs> the pressure I can't even so drive. Young. No, it's like, uh, yeah, it seemed like I, you'd always hear about so-and-sos, like some 17-year-old girl or whatever was going out with like a 23-year-old. You know, stuff like that seemed pretty commonplace when I was a kid. And in movies, for sure. I mean, for sure. Everywhere. Movies. But it it seems like stuff that happened only in the rural parts of the United States was happening full fledged in major areas all the time in the eighties. Like Yeah. I think that there's still pockets of the US where you get a lot of this still happening. Oh, probably. Yeah. I'm sure all sorts of weird garbage is going on in pockets of the US. There's some like weird pockets landfills. in this country. Landfills <laughs> sure. are actually like a trash pocket. Yeah, there's some weird shit going on in there. <laughs> can guarantee it. I don't it. even like going to the dump anymore. <laughs> no. They gentrified place, it too much. Place has gone to shit. <laughs> <laughs> you got any final thoughts on, on joysticks? You know, I just think that when maybe like... Uh, the uh, sight and sound list comes out next time that someone needs to bring to the attention of the world's critics and filmmakers that there's a classic movie that doesn't get a whole lot of attention and maybe vertigo isn't that great (laughs) and maybe joysticks should be number one should be like (laughs) argument one there isn't boobs in the first two minutes of Vertigo. They double or, down in the first two minutes of this film. That's right. Argument number two. There are not boobs in whatever other minutes of Vertigo that there are in <laughs> joysticks. <laughs> there's, there's no punk rock gang in Vertigo. Joe Don Baker's I, not in it. I don't. Yeah, Joe Don Baker's not in it. This thing is is hot, hot shit. Uh, it's also yeah. like for those that are there's a lot of people out there that like really kind of look for these '80s boobies movies. The '80s screwball sex mm-hmm. comedy has its own following. This is the most gratuitous '80s sex comedy that I think I've ever seen. I don't think I've ever seen anything as gratuitous that was it made at this level. Like anything more than this. Wouldn't that just be pornography? Uh, maybe. I mean, it's definitely a huge uh, selling point of it. It tries to be a comedy, I guess, but yeah. it's mostly just a yeah. It's a it's a it's just a skin flick. <laughs> it's like an excuse yes, it for is. teenage boys to rent it and see boobies. Yeah, that's the best part yeah. about the '80s screwball sex comedy is it forgot everything except the sex. But you know, it's not dull. Like some of them can be. I remember certain yeah. ones like like loose screws and stuff like that, where you're just like, oh, at least wrap it in something entertaining. This movie does that. It's yes. never dull. There are good and, jokes. It has its comedy, and there's yeah. stuff that is unintentionally funny. But it's this is just great. It's great stuff. Um, and the acting's like stylized and silly. It's like that kind of you know almost like trauma style of acting but it's it's not that they're they're not bad they're just it's a certain i think it can be it's a school of acting that should be reconsidered people 
tend to talk about acting as if it's just good or bad. I'm like, maybe they're doing something different, you know? Like when Nicolas Cage does a role and then you find out later is like, well, I was trying to incorporate elements of silent film acting. And then suddenly I'm like, holy shit, that's interesting. That was weird what he was doing. And I liked it. And, you know, maybe that should be a there should be a reconsidering of these kinds of performances, because I think everybody in this movie kind of kills it. They do. And I think that one of the things you think about, like when somebody makes a movie like this, that's just a cash grab. Mm -hmm. We're only going to spend this much. We're going to do a cash grab on something that's important. They bring their actors in and they're telling them, I don't want to have to explain this to you. Watch this movie. Be like that guy. And then they do yeah. a great job. They add a little bit to it, and they're not just carbon copies of the shit they're trying to copy. They they've all added a bit to it, and it's they've all done wonderfully. Dorfus is now like one of my favorite things. Yeah, I wasn't sure if I was gonna love Dorfus or not when I first saw Dorfus. I kind of loved the fact that he was there, but I wasn't sure if I was gonna he was gonna endear himself to me. Yeah. But I came to love Dorfus. <laughs> I think I came to love everyone in the film. Like, even in the best instances of I love everyone in the film, you know, uh, Collared Shirt Jeff, he's always on the outside of that. No, I love Collared Shirt Jeff. Yeah. I even like the dickhead guy. He's nice. He's an all right guy. Yeah. Everyone's real nice in this. I like that, too. There's only one guy to really dislike. Well, three, if you count the nephews. But they're so really goofy and them. stupid. That's kind of yeah. You just kind of laugh at them, and they're pretty non-threatening. What are they doing, by the way? This is a question about this movie, about a specific okay. scene in this movie. When he's getting interviewed by the news lady, by his pool maybe, or in his backyard, um, and she tells him that she has the picture, Jodan Baker, and she tells him that mm-hmm. he has the picture with the girls. The nephews are in the background, like. Um, of the shot on the news, <laughs> like doing stuff as if they're doing like landscape work or something or yard work or something, but they're just standing there pretending to do it. What are they doing? Like, not <laughs> what are they pretending? To, why are they there? And why are they acting like that? And why aren't they just off camera watching what's going on? Like, it made no sense to me. I have no answers to this question. Usually I can come up with an answer, but that is a, that's a stump one right there. I have no (laughs) idea what they were doing. I think maybe it just didn't make any sense. It may be. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you can look at any classic movie and you look hard enough, you can find a hole. Sure. Uh, That makes me think of a new question. Does Eugene and Patsy's mom relationship work out? I really hope so. I mean, Patsy's I mom do could do a lot better. She could, you know, she's got that photographic evidence of him. She could use that in divorce court and take him for everything he's worth. Then her and Eugene yeah. could just have crazy, uh, you know, sadomasochistic sex all the time. Yeah, that's probably what happens. And yeah. uh, it's like she's now, he's Missy from Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure to Patsy. Yeah. He's Patsy's dad. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Meet your new dad. Whatever. He's the hot. He's the hot young thing that that the girls in this universe their their pair their moms pass around from movie to movie. Yeah. 
Okay, final recommendations. Obviously, it's a do for me. Tucker, is it a do for you? Oh, it's a fucking, if you don't do it, something horrible is going to happen to you. <laughs> yeah, this is a, do it right now. Yeah. You have to go to work, call in sick, do it. Yeah, waste no more time. Your life has been empty long enough. Next week on the program, I'm not sure exactly what movie we're doing. We should be picking up a third for the podcast next week, at which point it will be her pick. If not, if it's just me and Tucker again, it'll be my pick. And we'll let you know uh, on one of the feeds what that's going to be. For Justin and Jackie, I am Sam. This is Tucker. And get to the chopper. Chopper.